Good evening and welcome to the studio, Mr. Mandela. Oh, good evening, guys. We've just heard <clears throat> on the news that uh, a recommendation by the Joint Working Committee of the IEC, the KwaZulu government and the South African government, is that in the current political climate, elections cannot be held in KwaZulu. Your comment on that, please. I uh, have uh, grave uh, reservations about uh, that statement. The state of emergency has been declared expressly for the purpose of ensuring that uh, there are free and fair elections in Natal. At the present moment, the South African Defense Force is building up uh, its uh, strength. It has not yet peaked. And I have no doubt uh, that uh, once uh, it reaches the strength which we feel will enable it to deal with the questions of law and order, I think free and fair elections in Natal will be possible. We have to resist at all costs the tendency to want to take advantage of a situation which exists today in Natal where there is blatant intimidation, assault and killing of people. To postpone the elections in Natal will be playing into the hands of those who wanted to uh, prevent the elections taking place. And I have very grave reservations about that. Now, going to this f- meeting on Friday with Chief Butlezi, President Clerk, and uh, King Zuelitini, uh, which is precisely about the crisis, the elections crisis in Natal, what are you taking to that meeting? Well, it would not be fair for me uh, to discuss uh, with the mass media what I intend uh, conveying uh, to the king. As you know, the first meeting from 9 to 11 will be between the king and myself. And uh, I have certain proposals to make to him which in my view will uh, put him in a better position than uh, his position in the present constitution of KwaZulu. Beyond that, I would uh, request you not to press me because uh, the actual contents of my proposals have to be made uh, to the king first before I can then brief at the mass media. You are listening to the president of the ANC, Mr. Nelson Mandela. After the carnage in Johannesburg last week, uh, that was last week, Monday, police with a warrant empowering them to search your headquarters failed to fulfill their mission. Did you personally intervene and block the search of your your premises for weapons (coughs) allegedly used in the fatal shooting of eight people? There is some misunderstanding on this question, which of course is quite genuine. Early on Tuesday morning, 
General College, the Divisional Commissioner of Police for the PWV, telephoned and informed me that he was sending his men to Shell House to conduct a ballistic test on our weapons. I then pointed out to him that uh, I would appeal to him not to go on with that search. Thank you. Thank you. Not to go on with that search because uh, it was not timely. I pointed out that uh, the perception that exists amongst our people is that uh, the police will invariably raid residents and uh, confiscate every weapon, including ordinary sticks. Immediately thereafter, members of Inkata and the ISU would then attack the residents when they are powerless, they cannot defend themselves. And I say to the general that uh, this is the perception that is going to arise here. Only the previous day, you had the members of Inkata carrying weapons, a, a variety of assortment of uh, weapons of death. AK-47, rifles, sticks, uh, choppers, assegais. And I say it was in broad daylight. You did not interfere. You allowed them to parade with these weapons. And uh, unless uh, you have conducted a proper search in the hostels and confiscated uh, a sufficient number of weapons, to merit the view that you are even-handed, I would appeal to you not to proceed with this search. The commissioner, the regional commissioner, regarded this request on my part as reasonable, and that is why he withdrew. He did say to me that uh, they had uh, conducted a search already in Mirafa Hostel uh, in Voluta, and in Selby, and in the trains. I then asked him, now, what weapons did you get? He was not aware. He said, look, I'm not aware. I haven't got a report as yet. So I said, well, then, it's premature for you to, to search. Let me be clear what weapons you have found in this hostel. The next day, he then phoned me and uh, read to me over the telephone the weapons that uh, they have uh, seized. Well, from uh, his information, it was quite clear that uh, the search was merely perfunctory. It was merely an excuse to conduct a search in the offices of the ANC. For example, in Mirafe, they got no more than two uh, rifles and a quantity of ammunition. In all this, except in Selby Hostel, where they found three AKs. Now, they conducted a thorough search there because that is a hostel where the majority of the people are members of the ANC. They did a good, uh, um, a, a thorough job there. But in the others, one rifle, uh, one packet of Dacha, and uh, nothing of the sort of the weapons which Inkata, members of Inkata Freedom Party were carrying.
It was for that reason then, uh, Joe, that I said to him, well, this search is premature. And I undertook to him that as soon as there is evidence that they have been even-handed, I will collect the weapons in Chancellor House, including those that are not licensed, and give them to him. That's Nelson Mandela, leader of the ANC, taking your calls on 8830702. Straight to the lines we go. Bruma Lake, Roger, good evening. Good evening. The lack of discipline in our country at the moment um, and the apparent failure of the national peacekeeping force uh, leads us to worry about uh, a lack of control, uh, you know, on a greater scale than is happening at the moment. I'd just like to know uh, Mr. Mandela's views on this issue. Thank you. Well, it is true that uh, in the prevailing situation where people are losing their beloveds, their fathers, their mothers, their sisters and brothers, it is difficult to appeal to those people to behave in a disciplined fashion and uh, to embrace peace in whatever they do. Notwithstanding that, I am confident that we are making progress in appealing uh, to the people on the ground not uh, to use violence, rely on violence as a means of solving problems, but to use dialogue And in spite of the present upsurge of violence, I think that line of approach is succeeding. One thing I must also concede is that uh, it does not help us very much to be criticizing other political organizations. It is now the duty of every leader uh, to be... Uh, to look at his own organization, the mistakes they are making, and uh, to try and correct those mistakes. And uh, point finger-pointing must eventually lead uh, to mud-slinging. It will aggravate tensions and will not help us at all in reaching amicable solutions. So it is uh, very important that leaders must now address their own followers and make sure that uh, they avoid uh, any action or course of conduct which may lead to the worsening of the crisis and the death of innocent people. Nelson Mandela talking to you probably in his last live radio broadcast as Ordinary Joe Soap Mandela. See you in Glen Vista. Good evening. Good evening, Mr. Mandela. One of the things the ANC is promising the nation is free and equal education for all. As a mother of two school-going children, would my children also qualify for free education? Well, I don't know uh, why you should uh, uh, raise this question. Uh, It may well be and that uh, perhaps uh, you are not an African, colored, or Indian. I assume that is why you are raising this question. But as far as we are concerned, 
we insist on free education for the first 10 years for all South Africans, irrespective of your color. And therefore, your children, if uh, you are a South African, and even if you are a foreigner staying in this country, there will be free and compulsory education for the first 10 years for everybody. Erling in Bedford View, good evening. Good evening. Thank you, Don, and very, very sincere thank you to Mr. Mandela for making himself available to, to the people like this. Mr. Mandela, when the ANC comes to power, as undoubtedly they're going to do, what, sir, are you going to do about the, the IFP and, and their marches, marching with, with weapons, marches, are accepted through in any democratic country, and that's fine. But what are you going to do about disarming the, the IFP and the antagonistic AWB in particular? Thank you very much for the question, Erling. We will do what we intend doing on Friday when we meet the king and uh, our chief Mutelezi. We attach an importance to dialogue to solving problems through negotiations. It is an art which requires a great deal of vision, strength of character on the part of leaders, and a vision. We have made a tremendous progress by uh, sticking to this strategy of addressing problems. That is what we are doing now. That is what we will continue doing after the 27th of April. Dialogue is going to be one of our main strategies uh, in resolving problems. But of course, in this particular case now in Natal, we have combined both at the political as well as the security initiative because uh, we have been talking to one another since I came out of prison and uh, violence is still escalating and the innocent people continue to die and uh, the state of emergency has been introduced solely for the purpose of ensuring that uh, the people are protected and that uh, there are free and fair elections. Otherwise, our own methods of addressing problems is through dialogue. But how do you hope to conduct dialogue, for example, with the AWB? Up to now, Eugene Terblanche has point-blank refused to have uh, meetings with you or with the ANC. Well, you must remember that uh, the National Party once took a precisely the same position as the AWP today. But uh, we have been able to persuade them to come on board. And they have come a long way from that position. You must also draw a very important lessons from the fact that uh, the continuation of this dialogue with the Africana Force Front has been partly uh, responsible for the breakaway of General Constant Filiou. And uh, uh, 
and I don't think that uh, the fact that uh, Blanche has said he's not going to meet me, I should regard that as the final word from him. I haven't asked him to, to see him. I've never asked to see him. But he was asked uh, by a group of priests if he was prepared to see me. And that was his reply. Press problems through peaceful means. And who have a vision. Um, and who know that uh, ultimately a dialogue is the most effective weapon that we have. E.T. should come home if he's listening. Eugene Terreblanche, Mr. Mandela says his door is open to hold discussions with you. Are you there? Will you come? Anita in Newlands, good evening. Uh, good evening. Um, Mr. Mandela, why does uh, the ANC always blame the government, the FED, when there's violence in this country? And now is the FED defense force too also blame? Well, uh, the question is whether the blame is accurate or not. <clears throat> if it is accurate, then uh, there is no need to ask that question because uh, we are trying to solve problems and to build a new South Africa. If uh, our criticisms are wrong, then you must tell me in what respect because we believe that our criticisms are very valid. I would have thought that you would ask the question, why is it that the ANC always blames the government and the police, and uh, the National Party always blames the ANC? That would be a fairer question. Gillian in Pretoria, good evening. Uh, good evening, uh, Mr. Mandela. I'd just like to know what your views are on the issue of freedom of the press. If the ANC wins the election, to what extent is the freedom of the press guaranteed? Thank you. I've got a vested interest in his answer. <laughs> the freedom of the press is one of the most fundamental bases of democ democracy in any country. It is because public figures can be subjected to merciless and brutal criticism when they make mistakes. That uh, you can have a government which is clean from corruption, which has no dirty tricks, which uh, will try and uh, live according to the higher standards of morality, suppress the press, then uh, you know that uh, you have destroyed one of the cornerstones of democracy. And therefore we have made it clear that uh, the threat, that the press will not be threatened under a government of the ANC. No threats to the press under a government of the ANC. I suppose as a pressman I can breathe a lot easier. <laughs> Abdul in Fureniching. Good evening. Good evening. Uh, good evening, Mr. Mandela. Good evening. Uh, I deem it a great pleasure speaking to you. Uh, my question is a very simple one. Uh, I found that recently a great percentage of Indians uh, around Vrienachan and generally in, in the Transvaal 
are talking against uh, the ANC and yourself. Now, does this concern you? Reservations on the part of the Indian community. <clears throat> it is because uh, this is a common phenomenon whenever there is a transformation. But uh, most of the problems experienced by the minorities in this country are due to lack of communication, a lack of information about our policy. To begin with, the African National Congress is one of the few organizations in this country where the Indian community is represented by no less than seven uh, of its uh, community on the national executive of the ANC. People like Ahmed Kathrada, who has spent uh, 27 years with me on the island, person like uh, Mac Maharaj, who spent 18 years with me in prison, like Ibrahim Ibrahim, who spent more than 15 years in prison. Then there are others who are serving on the National Executive Committee of the ANC and who are entitled in their own name and right to influence the policy of that organization. If we had any negative attitude towards the Indian community, we would never uh, have so many members of the Indian community far beyond their numbers would justify to serve on the national executive of the ANC. What is even more is uh, the distribution of portfolios. Uh, some of the most important portfolios on the national executive committee of the ANC are handled by members of the Indian community who are members of the National Executive Committee. Uh, Comrade Katrada, for example, is our chief liaison officer. Then uh, Comrade Vali is one of our most important negotiators, very skillful, and uh, who is now uh, busy uh, arranging uh, for the inauguration of a president after the 27th of April. He is a leading figure uh, in that regard. Then there is Ibrahim Ibrahim, who is in charge of um, the Patriotic Front. And uh, you have Mek Maharaj. He and uh, Fanny Fandameva, who represents the government on the TEC, have done remarkable work. And uh, he is one of the most brilliant uh, of the members of the National Executive. And we have profited a great deal by having him uh, as one of our representatives in the TEC. And I say, therefore, that uh, the Indian community, ha whilst I understand their concerns, they have no reason whatsoever uh, to fear a government of the ANC. Because undoubtedly, we have the best policy in this country.